Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. I'm getting some fantastic feedback about the podcast and the fascinating guests I've spoken to. It's great to hear that you're enjoying it, and it would be wonderful if you could write a little review of it on Apple Podcasts, as not only does that please the algorithms, but it also looks great for any possible future guests I contact, as it shows that people are listening. As ever, subscribing to and rating the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on is much appreciated, as that encourages the algorithms to push it to more new listeners. Spreading the word by the traditional methods of... uh, telling people about it, is also much appreciated. Thank you. You can find me and learn more about the projects I'm working on at robertlaymusic.co.uk and I'm on social media as Robert Lane Music. Here's my conversation with British acoustic duo Skinner and Twitch. Hello, Sandra and Steve. How are you? Hi there. Hello, Rob. Fine, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're good. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, you um happily self-isolating at the moment? Very much so, yes. We haven't been out, uh, well, only to visit Sandra's mother, who we're looking after, but apart from that... I think it might be about day 28 or 29 for us. I think we started quite early, actually. Uh, But we're coping surprisingly well, Yeah, it's not not bad. We've got a garden at the back here that we hang out in, you know, in the evenings now. It's It's a beautiful garden. Yeah, and we're doing doing a bit of music out there as well, Mm. probably annoying the neighbours, something rotten. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. You're doing a a song every day, it looks like, sort of garden session. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, And some existing songs we've got, some new songs recently written, some that we're just working on. So that's been quite fun, to be honest, quite creative. I think for us it's given us a, a focus, during the days which is a real help yeah because we've got um loads of music really that uh, needs to be recorded right so you know we've got no end of of uh songs that we can sing people in fact i mean i've made a plan of it and i'm, I'm about i've got about four albums worth so we yeah. better get on with it um and you know, we had a, we had a wonderful tour booked like so many people yeah. um and we were really disappointed. I had my few days of, of tragedy, you know, where I was gutted about yeah, it and then got over it mm. um, and decided, well, thought, what can we do to to make good of this? How can we be treat the situation, um, turn it around and make it more positive? So, yeah. so we've come up with this idea of the Skin and Twitch Pick and Mix Online Social Club, which people might have seen. And very much we want that to be um, you know, a, a, a full of goodwill, so mm. a, a positive, a positive vibe, place for people to go and um, put their recorded songs, their live at home songs, or oh, poems, cool. or yeah. jokes, Joke or, or, stories, or whatever. Tricks, because because we, we we have been running a quarterly pick and mix. We call it pick and mix um, event in Leeds, and we call it pick and mix because we're very much open to. Uh, people to come along and mm. whether it's dance or even if, it was, if we haven't had circus skills yet but circus skills would oh, still great. be okay yeah. Yeah. so the online social club tries to capture some of that flavor and and on the back of that we were thinking right no well how about if we put songs our yeah, own songs obviously in there mm. and then um, that's led to to it being yeah. a sold day yeah yeah mm. 
Well, that's great. So there's quite a few things there that I'd be interested to pick up. So first of all, the tour. Yes, I, you know, so many people had, had um, tours planned, and and you could look at it in a very sort of um, you know open hearted way and say, well, we'll we'll do them again. We can reschedule them. But of course, the amount of work that goes into putting together these tours. That's right. It can be. Yeah. It could be a year or more, I guess, sometimes, can't it? Yeah. That you're actually putting work into organising the dates. Oh, absolutely. Making we, sure the um, schedule works, all of those things. Yeah, all That's that. Right. I mean, we recently, um, just in the autumn, went to Australia and we wow. did a tour of folk festivals and clubs there, which is um, just before the forest fires took oh. off, really. And we've been organising some benefits uh, since then. Mm. And we went to the States as well in January for four weeks uh, from um, New York down to New Orleans and up the Delta New and Orleans. Memphis and so on and doing some gigs and a, a bit of sightseeing and that, that was absolutely terrific. Was that your first um, time doing that, playing there? Uh, second time in the States, okay. first time in Australia yep. um, uh, and first time g- going into the Deep South, which mm. I, I just found it just incredible environment. Could talk about that for hours. Mm. Um, so we're lucky in that we've, we've got a couple of big, tours out the way in the last yeah, few months coming true. back we, we were tremendously excited yeah it was you know we had some lovely ones lined up around um, the uk we're very excited about them all and unfortunately yeah they've just been put back uh, for good reason mm. and um, most of them are coming up in about a year's time aren't they now it is a year it's as long as a year i do um the bookings for skinner and twitch and i plan the tours and liaise with people and as you say i mean it can often be a complex puzzle those uh two tours that steve mentioned there the australia and then and the uh, u.s tours, very complex puzzles to organize mm. i mean particularly when you've got uh, the flights uh, and accommodation etc mm. not just not just the gigs but the same obviously with the uk tours so for me, um, they're my project, really. Yeah. You know, they're my project babies. And I kind of work on them and nurture them and, and try and get them as, as, as good as I can. And, and uh, yeah, that's why it was particularly gutting for me. But um, also we had, and I was very excited about this, because of our experience in Australia where at one point we were driving through some rainforests mm. north of Sydney and the earth was burning on either side of the wow. road. Now, we didn't know when we were driving up there that, that we were going to see that. And that was quite shocking. Yeah. And uh, there are signs on the roadsides that tell people how high the risk is in that area. And, yeah. and we passed one and it said very high. Um, and we have friends there who, who whom, whom we met, and Steve knew a couple before, who, who were doing things like having to sleep on the beach, mm. you know, and... Um, one person was evacuated three times so this had quite an effect on us mm-hmm. and when we came back uh, we thought well let's try and help with with the fires that then happened it really started to escalate yeah. and, and and we were very passionate about it so I put out the call I don't know whether you, you saw it you might have done but I put out the call on Facebook and and I had over 90 musicians come back to me to mm-hmm. say yeah Great, we'll help. Yeah, we'll play for free. We'll, yeah, we'll play for yeah, free. We'll, we'll, we'll raise money. And yeah. and I spent probably six weeks um, as the coordinator for, for events in uh, everywhere from, from Whitby. Uh, there was a Birmingham one that was brewing, Manchester, Bath. Yeah. And um, they had to fold, uh, which yeah. was, that was particularly uh, challenging. Oh, I yeah. Think. yeah. But... <laughs> It just showed me what what can be done, and it showed me 
how much goodwill there is mm. from people to to try and step up in, in relation to causes and mm. and no doubt we'll we'll do something like that again because we do an annual now already we do an annual festival a day festival runs from about noon till midnight um it's a pick and mix festival and that's in support of food banks yeah. mm. and even if we're locked down this year we'll do that on yeah we'll we do, do that, that online. online yeah that's um, great yeah in fact I'm, I'm hatching an idea that we might do a day festival during the lockdown mm. potentially to uh, mm. raise money yeah brilliant i mean that's that's one of the things that's coming out now isn't it there's so many ways people are finding of still doing stuff because i think mm. in the initial st- and we're still obviously in the early stages i guess we should save for context anyone listening in we're kind of where are we? Week three of the official lockdown in the UK. But as you guys mentioned, many people were already sort of taking matters into their own hands before that. So yeah. it's been mm-hmm. close to a month for you guys. Yeah, that's and, right. And when yeah. I was out playing some shows and I had a few left to do, there was that kind of week period which I found very tricky because the official advice was don't go to pubs and clubs but they hadn't been closed. So yeah. when there was events meant to be happening, now the usual thing for a performer is the show must go on, keep calm yeah, and carry on. Absolutely. If you're yeah. ill, you do it anyway. If the weather's bad, you do it anyway. But this was such an unusual situation that I don't think we'd really been through before. It, it, it yeah, wasn't quite like right. that, was it? But there was That's that right. th- that mm. moment where as artists mm. and um, promoters, but also audience members, everybody had to kind of feel it out yes. for themselves, which was really odd. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, because I think there's a tremendous amount of commitment, you know, to the the, the folk movement, to live music and yeah. so on, and right and so. And I think, uh, you know, it really tugged at our heartstrings about, you know, all of all round, you know, do we carry on going mm. to support acts and clubs and so on, and uh, especially benefits, you know, that, 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 that were happening. Um, and mm. in, in a strange way, when the shutdown actually happened more, formally it, it was almost a, a sense of relief you know because yeah. now it was absolutely you know um the way to be was just to stay in kind of yes. thing and uh, yeah. it took away that dilemma we, we we struggled with that early on really um yeah i think i think everybody was waiting for everybody else yeah <laughs> and in terms of the venues there were a couple of venues that um were coming up quite soon we didn't want to let them down so yeah. we waited yeah and it was right to wait because the climate changed and they had yeah. to inform us that it wasn't right. going ahead. Yeah. Mm. But with the with the bushfire benefits that that we had, um, we we decision. took a decision. Yeah. It was almost like a leadership position. Yeah. You know, we relieved everybody else yeah. by saying, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it, it's okay, folks, don't worry, this isn't yes. happening. in liaison, wasn't it? With the, you know, each one had a local promoter and rightly yes. so that's right and we uh, talked with yeah, the promoter we, with we often talked with the artist as well yeah. and said yeah. look we we want we're mm. going to cancel it and yeah. people people yeah. were resoundingly saying that's right. that's, a, that's the right decision yeah yeah and just generally i think this crisis has brought out all sorts of dilemmas and challenges which we don't normally face mm. and and that's just one 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 small example and how quickly things change as well because talking about it now the idea that we would have been able to run those events seems, you know, ridiculous. Oh, but it does. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that at the time. But it's just none of us have any experience of having gone through something like this before. So yeah. we're not armed yeah. with the the solutions all the time, are we? It's almost it's so yeah. interesting. That's right. I mean, it's, it's proper national emergency, isn't it? So nothing else has happened like this since since World War Two, tragically. And um, in terms of 
thinking of thinking new about new ways of doing things through the online social club um, we were thinking well the next thing to do is to do uh, a sing around which is going to be a fortnightly sing around for, for anybody who wants to okay. you're very welcome to you're oh, very welcome cool. too Rob. how does um, that how are you going to do that then is that going to be via zoom or something like that yeah we're going to do it via zoom and okay. uh, we've, we've already been to, to a couple of people's online yeah. sing arounds haven't we yeah. so we've got a little bit of experience really about good. how that works in practice yeah um and oh, the first great. one's going to be yeah so they're going to be um fortnightly from mm. from easter and then um, we thought the other fortnight in the sequence we'll be approaching artists whom we admire or we've uh, and or we've played with on various platforms mm. and asking them to do 20 30 minute sets as a kind of a, a showcase mm-hmm. so we've got all sorts of ideas yeah. oh, yeah. how to how to keep playing and how to mm. keep sociable and interacting because you know you'll know yourself that that part of getting out there is also about meeting people mm. Mm. absolutely yeah and when we when we go and play at often at venue various mm. venues you'll often get people from the floor playing and singing too mm. won't you and yeah and we certainly enjoyed that and, and that, that vibe yeah, and that's yeah, part of the evening's that. vibe. Yeah. Um, so this kind of online social club idea that we've got is, is one way of trying to keep that going as well for us. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it kind of feels like that's one of the ways in which as a performer you are providing a bit of a service as well because when you have those things where people come out to see you and tell you that the the particular song means something to them or they want to join in with you and all those bits. You know, you can mm. put your music out and you can put videos out and you, you don't necessarily get the feedback in mm. quite the same way on those things. So there's, the social media actually being social <laughs> is one of the kind of positive <laughs> yeah, aspects absolutely. of it. Yeah, and I think, you know, we call it going into isolation. Um, and, you know, there is that. You know, there's the, the, the personal side of it for people where you can feel too isolated and, you know, we're, there's uh, no doubt mental health problems for, mm. for some people are kind of just creeping in. I think that the potential to become neurotic about cleaning things down at the moment is, is immense, really. That's to try true. and get that, you know, <laughs> to try and do it, but then get it in its place, you know, and not worry too much about it all the time. Really, yes. that's a tricky one. Get the balance right. Yeah, so, so you know, I imagine that people look to something like Facebook or in, even Instagram or you know, other other... Uh, mediums and um it's a way of feeling yeah. staying connected yeah, and, and feeling mm, less isolated absolutely. i imagine that it's it's quite an outlet for a lot of people yeah i think the situation the is going to bring out the best and worst in so many things in people in general yeah. but then also the social media because it's going to have that that negative aspect of the you know the not reliable news and the panic and the all that yeah. side of it but then the really positive side, as you say, of people being able to stay in touch. Um, it's mm. interesting, isn't it? It could be the finest hour of things like that, hopefully. Mm. Mm. I think it might it might change things. Maybe at the end of this, there will be more online sing-arounds. Mm. Maybe they'll be maintained. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, or... isn't it? It's stuff that, that seemed too hard before. 
I mean, in, in all kinds of things, I've talked about this before, but like people who are now working from home, maybe in industries that they've always said, oh, we can't do that. You have to drive to work. You have to get the bus in every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't do that. Or if you're, a, you know, in the sort of business, you have to fly around the world for your meetings, even though it's terrible for the environment. Mm. Well, now actually we're finding out that you don't have to do some of those things. Yeah. So whether those mm. things can continue when things are a bit more back to normal. Be That's right. Is less less petrol is used, less pollution. Yes. More, more online concerts. Yeah. I can imagine that being maintained as well. I mean, just like, you know, more online shopping. Yeah. Um, you know, in the wider culture, will we all be going to the shops? <laughs> then? Yeah. It could make several sorts of uh, changes. Yes. Society. As long as we keep moving Keep having exercise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. it, isn't but it? But maybe some people have, have done more exercise. <laughs> well, there's that. You see people walking around the park. Because it's yeah. like, well, once they can't go out, yeah. they're clinging that's on right. to the idea that you can yeah. get a walk a day or a run yeah. a day. There's certainly a lot of joggers around here that I never noticed before. Out the window yeah. there. Less cars, more joggers, which I guess is a is a good thing. But I think just hopefully, you know, trying to, as I say, there's positive and there's negative about everything. It's mm. it's interesting how it it's getting compared to that 1940 Blitz Spirit thing because yes. what's occurred to me recently is that it's, you know, some a lot of people had a terrible time, obviously, in the war. Awful yeah. things happened. But then other people had a good war and it was the so sometimes was the best bit of their life. I mean, even thinking about yeah. evacuees, some yeah, of those people that? from the cities went to the countryside for the first That's time right. and had these yeah. amazing childhoods that they wouldn't otherwise have had. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas can other people I, ended up in awful situations. It's it's that. Can I tell you about that? Mm. First of all, I'd like to say my mum said recently that um, this reminds her of a, of a war. Mm. It's, she says it's the similar similar atmosphere from her point of view. Mm. Um, she's the surreality. But when you talk yeah. about evacuees, you might be interested to, just to hear that my father was evacuated from right. East London twice, actually. Um, once to Sand Bay in Somerset, I think, but mm-hmm. the next time to Verwood in Dorset, where mm-hmm. he he he'd been unwell for fourteen months and he was a sort of sickly child, and, oh. and you could write you could make a film out of this because mm-hmm. he was rejected by the people who were choosing, so he went to he was taken by um, Lady Limpus, Admiral Lord Limpus's wife, wow. who lived in a manor house. And he he used to recount how she'd open his bedroom door and it was like, wow, a bedroom just for me? Yeah, uh, yeah. And my bookshelf? <laughs> just, and my, with books just for me? In it? And mm. it, he was given, you know, hampers, uh, put into the choir, scrumping, <laughs> fishing, shire horse riding. So absolutely, yeah. Some, mm. some people... Um, like my father had a little Lord Fauntleroy. I mean, I suppose yeah. this is extremely rare and unusual, but had a good war in the sense that they, a city boy like him, a, a rough East Ender, yeah. uh, seeing a completely different side of life that he would never have had access to otherwise. It's that thing of we're all sharing an experience, but it's going to be unique at the same time. It's a really yeah. and and in this time, it's everybody in the world as well. That's the other thing, and we're, yeah, we're so right. connected now that we hear about it from each other's point of view too. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope some good things come out of it. I mean, certainly after the Second World War, apparently the, the British population were, were those who lived through it were mm. healthier, mm. Um, uh, even with rations than than they'd been before. So. 
Who and knows it, what will happen with this? And in my sort of potted history of these things, as, as far as I understand it, art and culture had quite the resurgence during that period as well. It's sort of, you know, galleries and um, art and, you know, music even was so important to people in their 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 downtime and uh, accessible to everybody for kind of maybe the first time as well and and some of the stuff that's happening with the the theaters doing you know the the live streams or recorded streams of of shows that are free and everything that's similar parallels again isn't it? it's really really interesting but um anyhow (laughs) how is it affecting you guys in terms of your creativity because some people that i'm speaking to uh, are like this is great just having some time to only think about this stuff is going to be fantastic and then other people are kind of you know i can't think about being creative at the moment because i'm in this existential kind of panic i'm not (laughs) you know it's not not um not the right frame of mind for me so how how is it affecting you I can understand that. I, I was stunned at first. Yeah. Which I think I think it's taken. That's why it's taken me three and a half weeks. Yeah. Something like that to actually get my act together to to think to sort of push through the feelings really and and mm. and get out there and get something actually out there because I think for for the, the initial period, all my energy was taken up dealing with the surreality of the situation mm. we're in. Mm. How about you, Steve? Oh, yeah. Well, in a sense, we've had more time and space. You know, we're not travelling. Uh, we are not haven't got the pressure of doing gigs. And it's led to some new songs arriving. I mean, I've been writing, on average, one a week um, that uh, we've been quite enjoying to experiment with. Some mm. have been better than others. It's only quantity rather than quality at the moment. And it, <laughs> is that unusual, that amount of um, uh, writing? How often would you be um, writing normally? Well, probably usually it's about one every two weeks, so it's probably double okay. the. But then you do have periods, don't you? Yeah, where, churn them out. Where you do, and I suppose if I think about it, that's often when we're on holiday. Mm. So it's often when you get a break, some space, yeah. And here we are, yeah. arguably with. Um, I mean, you're yeah. still working part time, yeah. Aren't you? In addition to the yeah. music, anyway. Yeah. But but relatively for us, yeah. At the moment, we we should be tearing up and down the country. Uh, doing various yeah. gigs, doing what we normally do, yeah, yeah. and uh, there would be usually uh, less, I suppose, yeah. less calm time, less yeah. day after day, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Calm time. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was more like a holiday. Thing yeah, I mean, to. I had a chance to remember a, a very unusual guitar tuning that I, I kind of discovered a long time ago, mm. and got that going again. Out, out the back in the garden and played around with that and then uh, that night wrote a song using it and so on and um you know we've got time for that sort of that's thing that's one and of the songs you put out the, yeah that's what's right the name of that mm. one, yeah Steve? um many new days yes yeah, had quite a few hits and um you know for us uh to rehearse um yeah songs that we've wanted to work on for some time and record those yeah we great. often haven't had as much time as we'd yeah, like to that's right. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So that's been really We've got good. A bit, actually. bit time now, yeah. a bit more time now. Although I have to say, we are both really busy, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's during the day, yeah. We're yeah, not twiddling our thumbs. No, it's a bit non-stop, really. <laughs> so is that with the? What's that with them? So sort of like the the. I hate this phrase, but the the day job, if you want to put it that way, or the other stuff outside <laughs> of music. Yeah. Well, I I work part time as a community worker. Um, uh, Supporting community projects. Which will be busy at the moment, I imagine. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, they're all um, trying to respond in their neighbourhoods. I work in four cities with neighbourhood-based um, partnerships and they're all respond, trying to respond to what's going on. Mm. And, I mean, Sandra's working part-time, full-time as, as our um, duo promoter and mm-hmm. tour manager and um we're all things skinner and twitch really <laughs> that's right you know we need to look ahead i mean we went to the when we went to the states we went to a major folk alliance event in new orleans oh, and great. from that we've got a lot of contacts and hope to go back in a year or two so that's you know long-term planning great to have a bit of time to yes. get involved in that and that's, that's in- right. we, we were hoping to go to chicago next march let's see what happens oh great and that thing you were saying about when you, you're doing the tour, when it if it is all you guys are like you doing the driving and the liaising and the booking and then yeah. the playing and the setting down, there isn't a lot of time in that schedule left around for the luxury of sitting around writing songs. Not, no, <laughs> you're not, not in really. the right frame no, of mind, I find. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I mean, it sort of gets squeezed in. But, I mean, I found being in the States very stimulating. Mm. Um, I mean, I probably started about six songs. I've only finished, I think, two of them um but you know i mean i found i found traveling up the delta from new orleans going north to memphis and that delta area is just as a landscape it it, it haunts me to this day i mean i wrote a a kind of kid's song about mud and swamps you know because there's plenty of swamps plenty of mud (laughs) yeah yeah that came out okay yeah yeah gentle little love song really i mean i mean the the trip from new orleans as they say to memphis to Nashville is a musician's dream. Yeah, yes. and, there's, and there's a place near Memphis called Clarksdale yeah. that we hadn't heard of, but that is really a blues centre. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just a delight yeah. I, for any musician, I imagine, yeah. to, to be around yeah. there. Yeah, I wrote a song especially about the Mississippi River. Um, and um, my dream was to to play in in a in a bar somewhere mm. with local musicians. We just about managed to do that in a place called Little Rock in Arkansas. Uh, there was yeah, a, where Bill Clinton comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Sunday afternoon sort of sing around, a bit like ours. You know, it was really yeah. nice. So <clears throat> I, I, I played it there. It's a bit more like a rock and roll number than a folk song, but that that was fun. But so I suppose, yeah, I suppose for you, the on tour keeps in the sort of on ho- in a on holiday category you yeah know, you write on holiday you write <clears throat> that's on right tour, it's partly it? just the stimulation of new things and new experiences yeah new places because you wrote yeah. a song when we were in warsaw as well didn't you when yeah. you came back from that's right um australia, australia. you yeah. went to warsaw as you do of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we had, we, we had a cheap flight on Polish air coming back okay and that included the opportunity to stop at warsaw mm. and um so we decided to stay a few days and i can only say we were both so moved to hear in more detail about what happened there with the occupation in the second world war mm. and then i wrote a song called warsaw 1939 mm. that's the story of their resistance and and so on and um, which we ha- we will be recording we haven't done it yet mm, so. we'll be recording most of these songs that you, you've yeah, mentioned yeah. there steve mm. i'm sure at some point as i say that's part of the backlog i've got rob yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? Well, not a problem. It's a good problem to have, and it's always... I can't keep up with it. That's it. Stop, stop and, writing. And then it's a matter of selection. How does that work? Is that a um, is that a team effort, selecting which well, ones have got the legs? Sandra or? says no. That's me. <laughs> a hard editor. Now, it, uh, there's an element of, um, you know, because I'm churning out a lot, Sandra will quite rightly with some of them say, oh, not one of your best, you know. Mm. have another go or something and we but sometimes we rework it and, mm. and it comes out a bit better the second time 
Yeah, I mean, I've got the luxury, arguably, of of uh, having choice. Yeah. Because there are numerous songs there, um, mm. and I suppose I'm I'm a bit more dispassionate about them because Steve owns them in a different way. They know mm. they're part of him, so I can take a step back and and, and yeah. think and think. Well, how catchy is that tune? Yeah. Um, mm. How engaging is that for me to listen yeah, to? Yeah, or how similar to the one you wrote only three weeks ago? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> if I if I switch off, if, if 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 just as if somebody else plays a song, if a song is being played and I and I switch off, I wander. I'm, I'm mm. just it can't grab my interest. Then mm. I suppose that's my game. Yeah, no, that's and good. And some of these simple. songs that Steve writes, they really grab my interest, and mm. and, and one can come out that, and it's just like. That's a really good song. You know, it's yeah. just clear. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. clear that it's a yeah. whatever melodically or in terms yeah. of the ideas, sure. the lyrics. Yeah, and they. I think it varies as well because I find with some songs, like the one I did a few days ago, uh, it kind of happened over. I literally wrote it in the middle of the night, got up the next morning, played it, um, and we recorded it. I think the following day it yeah. was sent out. You know, I think when we recorded it, it was something like the third time I've ever played it. Mm-hmm. Although they were, it was a tuning, as I mentioned, and some tunes that I used to kick around years ago. But you know, that that seemed very quick and very fresh, and it seemed just to work. And other songs, um, you know, like the Creole Girl one, I started it in one key and one tuning, and then changed it after a couple of weeks because it mm. just wasn't quite flowing. And when I changed it, it's called a drop D tuning, it suddenly came alive. Mm. I thought, oh, yes, this is working now. So sometimes it's a song I think needs a bit of space. You know, there's, I think what I like about the way me and Sandra work together on songs is that we really take the performance of a song seriously. Mm. You know, you're starting with raw material and, and how it, it may end up really quite different from how it starts. And I think that's very important part of it sometimes to give a song a bit of space to you know to to become a performance uh, song not just in its raw state so then yeah. are you writing them always from the point of view of how you would perform the song in the the sort of duo context yeah trying to think about that <clears throat> um yeah and sometimes to be honest it, it just feels like you know do whatever you got to do um yeah, what, what, whatever sort of needed. I mean, I wrote the other song the other day about free-range chickens, you know, which is uh, <laughs> a cowboy song, believe it or not, <laughs> about you know being out there on the range, you know, and these free-range chickens are sort of leading the way on liberation. A totally surreal. I mean, totally bonkers song, you know. And I played it well, that song, kept you up all night as well. Yeah, that it? kept me up all night. As they do. You know, it's a jolly you do, cowboy You've got this song. wing, haven't you, of uh, funny or silly yeah. songs, and so yeah. we, we almost got enough material for a children's album mm. yeah it was probably a kid's song you know there's actually. a lovely song that steve's written called about... hunting the tiger hunter oh, down in india mm. and that's that's one of those songs that's similar to the chicken song yes, or, it is. Yeah. And there's one about a hedgehog isn't there um uh, ruby yeah. do yeah oh yeah yeah um yeah. but if we ever got around to it we could we could certainly yeah. do it yeah we could do a kids kids album. yeah mm. i think with steve it's fascinating for me to watch uh because they, they, the, the songs just move in him. You know, he they will keep him awake. They bother him. Mm. So he, he doesn't sit down and think, right, I'm going to write a song now. It they they're just there, and and I mean, it sounds very pretentious, and uh, I've not seen it before. You know, in in a songwriter, not the people who've been around me. Mm. What I'm seeing is something different. I'm seeing something that's compelling, 
uh, and it's very exciting. Mm. And it seems to me as though sometimes they, they, I mean, Steve crafts a lot. He crafts the words, and he will um, once they've they've kind of come out, sit and work on the money for a few days. Generally, really, uh, but but sometimes they seem to come out quite quite fully formed. Yeah, mm. yeah. Really, really. I mean, I, you know, well, you, I've, I've mm. seen you in the morning, mm. as with this song here. So yeah. here's all the lyrics. Yeah. And this and is the tune, yeah, and that's yeah. taken just a few hours, which I think is um, it's very exciting. Because you used to be, people won't know, you used to be a professional, or well, you're professional now, mm. arguably, but you used to be a professional songwriter for theatre companies, didn't you? Yeah, Steve? that's right. I'd be working, say, with a director on a oh, show okay. uh, who who might say one day, oh, Steve, um, could you write us a song on the theme of so-and-so in the mm. style of, you know, say 1930s or something for five voices. So, yeah, I'll have a go. How long have I got? Is it, oh, could you do it tomorrow by about four <laughs> o'clock? <laughs> and I enjoyed that sort of challenge. That um, writing to a commission, it's interesting, yeah, isn't I've, it? I really got a kick out of that sort of thing, um, either on the guitar or on the piano. And and generally it, it seemed to work okay. You know, I was, had other, there was other musicians in the theatre company as well. Yeah. And, you know, tutorial in shows and so on. Yeah, and I, I love that. You know, I love the challenge of somebody saying, can you write a song about? You yes. know, mm. I really, really enjoy that. And, um, you know, try and be open-minded about different and I Musical guess stars. that's influenced the way you work now, although you're not necessarily having someone, say, write a song about this. It sounds as if, if you're being inspired by um, things you've spotted or sort of, you know, settings that you've passed through. That's kind mm. of like a commission in a way as well, isn't it? You Rather than thinking, I want to mm, write about so-and-so. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. So it can just be somebody says just one sentence um, or you just see something mm. uh, that, that, you know, kind of a, just stirs you in some way, and that's it. You know, it's like the, that is it. You know, that that will sort of brew and bubble, and and something will happen with it. You know, it's just going to happen um, at some point or other. Usually at four o'clock in the morning. Yes. Usually at four o'clock. Yeah, in the morning, isn't it? That's, strangely, that's quite a challenge writing at four o'clock in the morning because I, I, I tend to have a notepad and pen by the bed, and you know, kind of think of a line and scribble it down the trouble is when you get up the next morning you can't read what you've written that was a really good line I can't like remember yeah, what was that damn it so increasingly now I, I get up and go down to the kitchen and put the light on and write it out more clearly yeah. that's a bit of a drag and then then you've done one verse you think right that's okay right now I'm going to go back to sleep and then, then, then another verse comes up you know now it's about half past five oh my god forget tomorrow <laughs> that's, the end of that's the end of it you know good song Terrible night's sleep, but there you go. Yeah, and worse. You suffer for your art. Oh, you I do suffer. It's a Van Gogh thing, isn't it? Oh, yes. You know, one suffers as well with the muses. The artist know. has to bleed, yes. Um, yeah, I was listening to one of yours earlier, The Fool's Journey, I think from your album oh, yeah. a couple of years ago, and it just occurred yeah. to me about the the fact that your songs tend to have um, characters in them. Um, Oh, it's a stupid thing to say, but you know what I mean. And I'm just wondering, in terms of the performance for both of you, how are you? approaching that do you do you try and interpret the song almost like an, an actor would in terms of playing those characters does that make sense you know for a lot of singer songwriters yeah. on the folk circuit it's about delivering their own um their own psyche a little bit whereas with a character song it's a slightly different approach isn't it i think um for me i mean i've been i've been singing for years and i've had singing lessons with various teachers that the, the last teacher or she could say my current teacher is 
absolutely amazing uh, Huddersfield, Uni- ex- Huddersfield, Huddersfield University mm. person. Uh, but I've had it drummed into me about feeling. Mm. Um, teacher after teacher emphasising whether or not they um, feel what you're singing, mm. whether it's an authentic performance in that respect. Um, so it's very important. I'm very aware about um, delivery that's that's wooden and mm. two-dimensional versus delivery that actually tries to enter the song, mm. enter the emotions of the of, of, of whoever it is that's the protagonist or whatever the, whatever it's about, and uh, and I think that if you feel it yourself, your audience will feel it more. Yeah. So it's very important for me not to just sing a song, not reel off a song. Oh, here's another song, and here's another song, and here's another song. Um, same style, similar delivery. Um, that's just not me at all. So mm. so I'm looking all the time for feeling the content of the song, basically, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I'm trying to get that across to an audience. And uh, because I've had a classical training, um I've got quite a lot of, I'm lucky to have quite a lot of versatility in my singing. So I can sing something that's um, something, we've got a song, The Aging Special Agent, that's in the style of Shirley Bassey. So I can sing in the Shirley Bassey style as required, or something really delicate and really light, like The Harmonies on England's Spring, our song from The Fool's Journey, um, or something quite... Declamatory, we've got a song that's coming up, Bring Back Robin Hood, that's on the online sessions, which is very much a kind of a Fairport convention, very nasally, very traditional folk Mm. delivery. And and thankfully, I'm able to think, well, what does this song need? And and try and bring that out, rather than it always be the same. I mean, it's with Twitch, you know, my stage name my proper nickname with, with twitch it's not just always twitch you always know it's me yeah. but it won't always be the same type of delivery thank mm. goodness <laughs> because that makes it much more interesting for me yeah. as well yeah. and the fact that steve writes in a variety of styles mm. uh, often folk um but in, in, a, in a variety of styles just gives me much more opportunity to be much more Versatile, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and as well, uh, for some of our songs, we find that to use different voices um, works. Like we've got one song called What We Need's Another Royal Baby, <laughs> and that's in a 1930s style. And um, we, we sing that as kind of... What We Need's Another Royal Baby? Rather upper class, yeah. you know, and have, have a lot of fun. We actually recorded it um, in a hotel in... Where's that lovely little seaside place? Oh, Whitby, yes. <laughs> lovely hotel. Um, and we had a tea party. Oh, we did. Yes, and it, it was... Charming. It was great fun, wasn't it? Scuffing down cakes while charming. Yeah. And sheriffs. Oh, the sherry, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. And, you know, the other the other side of it is a bit like, you know, a bit of uh, East London coming out. Yeah, you my friend Fred. Yeah, we can use that a bit if you like in the songs, you know. So we'd like to think we're like master of the house, you know. Yeah, that sort of thing. We're experimenting really to some of our stuff is very, we like to think theatrical, really, like song from the shows or music hall or music hall um, influences on
our uh, music is you know three or four songs in a row that are quite mm. funny and people mm. are laughing along with us which is just lovely when that happens and then change it absolutely completely we do a really passionate lyrical love song how can i compare thee to summer's day uh, yeah. based on shakespeare's sonnet yeah and yeah. or something like king of the river if people check those yeah. out yeah. something totally different yeah, in tone absolutely. and mood something that's and, ethereal, and, ethereal and lost and in the feeling floating. side of it and you can hear a pin drop in the room absolutely because you know? you've yeah. done that absolutely yeah, they've had a laugh laugh with you and then they'll they'll take the the really intense serious stuff and i love that transition so do i and then we might do something rocky you know we do we don't do covers um we've only got a couple that we have we've ever done but black waterside is one of our favorite a traditional song and we we rock that up and that gives another kind of uh another side of skinner twitch when we say to people uh, you know, we're going to take you on a journey. It's a vo- people have described us as vaudevillian, mm. and we, we're going to keep changing and changing and changing, which hopefully will be as interesting mm. for them as it is for us. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I think that's what it is. It's it's, uh, yeah, it's a variety. Anybody yeah, who sees us live will definitely experience an evening of variety <laughs> and a lot of changes. Mm. Uh, and something that amuses me is that. There are some folk musicians who can recount how uh, maybe when they were growing up, they had family members who were playing the fiddle, playing the accordion, or even um, clog dancing, various things like that. Mm. Well, I, I'm my dad, as you heard, was an East Londoner, and um, I come from Greater London or Essex, and uh, my childhood was people singing roll out the barrel and uh yeah me too <laughs> yeah you know, it's a long way to tipperary yeah. i mean i was sung my dad used to sing me to sleep with those yeah. and and tell stories of uh going to all the musicals in in mm. london mm. uh so it, that's that's very different and it's that's in there with me it's, it's yeah music. yeah like our song everybody's grotty you know sing along chorus you could that it's virtually a pub song in style really yeah it's um which is interesting, isn't it? Because it's people don't tend to think of that as a as a folk movement, but of course it was. I mean, if your definition yeah. of folk is yeah. that whole thing of its music of the people, then you yeah. can't get more than that than the pub sing along or the musical tradition. Really, you know, it's That's right. it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? But I wondered whether the eclecticism has ever had its kind of um, drawbacks to it, because I'm similar as well. I enjoy. I don't want to do the same thing for half an hour, or I certainly don't want to do the same thing for an album. But then at times I've found when I'm pitching to a venue or a radio show or whatever, and I always want, not always, because the best ones don't do this, but a lot of them, especially if they've never heard of you, want a tagline and they want you to be like something they understand because it's easier for them to understand it. Have you found those issues along the way as well? I think uh, that traditional clubs, which are often folk clubs, not acoustic clubs acoustic music clubs yes traditional clubs perhaps often uh aren't interested and don't think we fit into what their club members are after and and that's well, that's probably true um i if sorry, people, just, if just people want, jump in there yeah. sorry i i don't mind that sometimes and that if it, if someone gets back to me and says we're a very traditional club i kind of respect that because we yeah. do need oh, those yeah. things to yeah, to yeah. continue and I can understand how it can be frustrating yeah. for a traditional club or a traditional someone who likes that music particularly if yeah. they have a you know a 20 year old turn up who's really just doing acoustic pop 
I can understand how that might be, you know, so I don't mind that so much. It's the clubs that should be more open-minded where it does become a bit of an issue, I guess. But sorry, go on, I interrupted. Yeah, it, it, it's the clubs that are open-minded and um, are that are perhaps looking for fun mm. for, an, for, enter, for an entertaining evening yeah. of, of variety that, that are interested in us and more interested in us. And uh, they might think, oh, well, our members all like that. That that looks that looks fun, and mm. it is. Mm. You know what what we do is definitely a fun evening for people overall. Even though there are um, lyrical ba- ballads and you know passionate songs about the sea, overall people will have a laugh. Mm. And um, but but I think clubs where they're less like less inclined to take a risk, they they more inclined to go with. Um, a tight list of of people who are um, that they're seeing more in the magazines and proven you know, is the thing, isn't it? Because because they need guys on seats and all that stuff as well, of course. Yeah, that's right. I think they're cautious about and uh, anybody who who might not bring people in us on a certain night. And I think that's a struggle for people who uh, people like us that are trying to get established really so you have to hold your nerve not not give up keep keep trying and hope that something of what you're doing you know kind of positively rub off or Mm. work its way through the folk society so that more people get to hear of you and more people get um interested and thinking oh they sound good we've heard of them yeah let's book them yeah. and i think incrementally year after year that 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 is the case yeah we found that like when we uh, were fixing up the tour of australia you know we'd write to some from our point of view uh, obscure folk club in <laughs> you know new new south wales um, that we'd never heard of and they'd say oh we've heard of you oh yeah oh, wow. you know, you're, you're everywhere on the internet oh great it's working you know yeah we'd love to have you come and play they'd say so um That's you know cool. it, it, it's filtering through just it takes filtering a hell through. of a lot of work and so, time. so the work you've put in in the uk actually is having an effect elsewhere which is is quite rewarding isn't it actually because i i don't yeah. know if it's the same for you but you put these things in sometimes it's a um you know that you're putting the work in for a particular reason, but a lot of the time you're just playing shows, aren't you? And you're not necessarily yeah. aware of of the impact of that show and the sort of yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing with social media, isn't it? You put stuff out, and and people might engage with it, but of course, there's going to be more people seeing it than actually leave a comment or or yeah, engage with it. Yeah. So you don't actually know how much of a reach those things are mm. having. And it was the same for me when I started to delve into because I was in bands first. I played like electric guitar in bands and stuff. And then when I wanted to get into the folky world a little bit, sort of dip my toe in, it would be the same 10, 15, 20 names on all the websites for the clubs yeah. and all the radio so, shows and all the magazines. And I've met most of those people now and gigged with them. And they're just other people doing the same thing, really, you know, just doing the work. But yeah. they already have that kind of, oh, they, you know, they, that slight mystique of their playing all the venues and everything. But it is mm. just that thing, I think, of reputation again. So it's interesting to hear that the work you do here pays off in other places as well well to be fair i think internationally i think that might Mm. set me apart from quite a few other artists it's just the way i think Mm. so i contact and um befriend uh, people from 
all over mm. the world. DJs really. in New England and the States. I, Absolutely, I did notice when you were doing your Brilliant. your tour in the States um, recently that it, for pretty much every show you had a DJ in that area who you were either talking That's to right. or was spinning some right. tracks and yeah, stuff, yeah. which which yeah. is great, isn't it? I mean, even if it it's it's been rare for me to be honest that I've played a local radio thing in the UK or in Germany or I've did quite a bit as well and then people have turned up at the show because they heard me on the, the radio show that afternoon but it is just about that thing of building yeah. a connection I think on the ground with somebody that's right that's right it, 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 the personal is important um, there are a lot of US and some Australian DJs now uh, folk DJs who I've got to know quite well uh, mm. we've got quite nice relationships going yeah. and when an album comes out now for Steve and I, uh, I probably post oh, a good three to four hundred abroad. Gosh, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm constantly trying to build that that rep, that international reputation as much as I am the UK mm. reputation. To, to be honest, um, how far it, it will go. Um, we don't know. So the important thing that, that we say to one another regularly is that um, this is it. Yeah. This is it right now. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy it yeah. right now. Love it. Love. And we do. We have a great time, to be honest. I mean, playing in, um, you know, kind of uh, clubs in places like Little Rock in Arkansas mm. or, you know, in, on the Delta near New Orleans or New England or... Yeah, it's like we may or we may not ever not reach that uh, exclusive yeah. list of people whom people are, are, are more folk or acoustic-y people are more commonly mm. um, keen to book. We, we may or may not. I mean, mm. hope, hopefully we do. But, but if we don't, then um, this is fantastic. Isn't it? Oh, it's a great time. Which is really, really cool. You know, it's really interesting. I think there's a problem that, or a trap that a lot of people can fall into is you're always looking at the next rung on the ladder and mm. for most people i speak to however that successful they are they are looking up at, at some degree which is important because that's how you grow and that's what keeps you going forward but it mm. can also be a bit of a a trap in your mental health i think and this is another another thing about this period that we're going through at the moment where we've had our shows taken away from us some of the ways that people kind of judge their success or their careers just aren't going to be happening possibly for the next couple of months. So it's, yeah. it's an opportunity yeah. to look at ourselves in a different way and reevaluate what we do, I think, which will hopefully be positive, I think, for most people. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, time to take stock, maybe do new things, review what you're doing. Well, yeah, I suppose, um, I suppose it might be making being popular and going out and gigging and getting mm. a good response might help people's confidence mm. and perhaps some artists might lose a bit of confidence mm. during this period mm. i can imagine that if if they're not um doing what they think they should be doing or, that's it or, that's it i think it goes wider than that though isn't it? i think there's so many people who aren't going to be doing their jobs whatever their job is at the moment yeah yeah that it's and you know in our society we put so much on those sorts of things don't we our successful careers whatever they happen yes. to be but also the material things as well which suddenly don't seem to matter from my point of view anyway you know cars and houses and mortgages and all these things it's just like well it kind of doesn't count for that much at the moment which is yeah. 
quite a refreshing, although frightening, it can be quite a refreshing point of view, mm, I think. Get your priorities right. And I yeah. know that there's a lot of people out there who are spending more time with their children than they would normally and all those sorts of things, which yeah. whilst I'm sure has its challenges, <laughs> there must be some uh, positives to that as well. Yeah. I'd be interested to know, what are the audiences and the venues like in Australia and the States compared to what you have in the UK? How does a, a folky club look over there? We we went down on the two festivals we played in Australia, which was the Kangaroo Valley Folk Festival and the Malden Folk Festival. We went down exceptionally well. I mean, yeah. really, and uh, and the gigs we did. Yeah. Uh, the one in particular, a wonderful venue called Woi Woi yeah. near near Sydney. They were with us from the start of the show mm. yeah. to the end of the show. Uh, I was taken aback because you always think, is this going to be too English? You know, English sense of humour, English images, English storytelling. And it absolutely went down the bomb. Mm. And they seemed to get every possible joke going mm. <laughs> in our act. That, 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 that was great. I think in Australia there might be an element of kind of people like the sort of anti-establishment feel mm. of things. And um, we, we do a lot of songs that have got that that kind of feel to it in the states um we often introduced our show by saying um we've we've come here to play you a bit of old england you know we're playing mm. music of old england to tell you about what's happening in england and we'd often get a, a round of applause on mm. saying that you know mm. people were so keen to hear an english folk act and, and hear well, english not all americans obviously songs. but a lot of americans yeah. Yeah. like Yeah. <laughs> And it's not always the case, obviously, with with everybody in in every region because it varies in the UK as well. But but um, people are more informal and relaxed, I think. Mm. And mm. you know, we've often had a situation in England, in particular, uh, not necessarily in Scotland, but in England, in England in particular, where we'd be doing our thing and look out there. And, and see quite a confused bunch of people right. who are apparently maybe confused bunch of people who perhaps aren't laugh aren't laughing aren't getting it. Whereas in Australia, I think uh, yeah. everybody seems to be quite um, up for yeah. the laugh. Absolutely, and in the states there was interesting some differences. Like some of the folk venues we went to, um, there's no bar, uh, there's no oh. alcohol, or perhaps there's just you know, small glasses of wine sold in the interval. Coffee bars, often. Yeah. coffee house. Yeah, gigs coffee often. house sort of venue. Mm -hmm. yeah. a, a very interesting difference compared to what is often the, the sort of pub-based uh, arrangements in, in the UK. Mm. And, and equally, a lot more of um, the house concerts as well, right. which um, we thought at first, is that going to be playing to sort of 10 people squeezed into somebody's front room? Not at all. I mean, some of them are quite big audiences in both the States and Australia. Yes. They've, they've house concerts there they've developed into an art form and they're doing really well with it and it's lovely to be playing in you know kind of times quite a big room absolutely packed so yeah. no pa you know very close into an atmosphere just super we had some great gigs didn't we yeah and I, have to, I, have to, I, have, I have to say as well that in england um definitely in scotland we go down we go we go down very well in scotland for some, for some reason i think probably mm. even better than, than in england 
But um, we have had some tremendous audiences in some clubs in England as well, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Our favourite clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Coll- Collingdale Folk Club in London, for instance, and Crooks in Sheffield and oh. Ulverston Live Music. And yeah. Crackling audiences that yeah. really... Uh, and those are places that are quite, again, they're open to to what an artist brings, aren't they? They're not kind of asking an artist to do particular things, I don't think. No, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. They enjoy the variety of it. I wonder if that thing as well as – I haven't really done America or um, uh, certainly not Australia, but I've done a bit in Germany and some of the parts of Europe, and I sometimes wonder if it's that thing of you're not from there. <laughs> so mm. it's you know it's the same if somebody comes through here, if someone comes to play from Birmingham, comes to Birmingham, even if oh, they're yeah. from a city you know in the UK – but further away yeah. if it's somebody even if it's somebody who's great who's near here it comes to the gig sometimes and you go oh well you know I'll, they'll play again i'll see them next time where if, it, if yeah. it's their one trip in the year from germany you make the effort maybe yeah. to turn out that's it's, right there's a bit of that goes on oh, I yeah. think, as well absolutely i mean just just to be from england um in australia and the states uh, you, know, you know just the fact we we're from overseas you mm. know i think added a lot of interest yeah, a lot of people right. would turn out mm. you know they, they, they must be good <laughs> I don't yeah, know about well, that. What are these two? What are these two? <laughs> what are they up to? Where are they from? <laughs> yeah, bless them. And the funny thing that happened in Germany for me as well, you'd actually get, I'd try and say to you, how come you've come to the show? You know, you've never heard of me. Why have you come? And people say, oh, we saw the poster, so we just thought it looked cool, so we'd come. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't That's happen nice. at home. <laughs> That's like, yeah, you saw much. a poster, mm-hmm. so you went to the. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think you were saying that enjoying it for the moment, those. I wouldn't have had the opportunity to travel around Germany as much as I have done and even around the UK as well. And it's yeah. it's great, isn't it? And if you can have that mindset, I think, of, yes, we're here to play and, and do that stuff, but it's also an opportunity to see a bit of the world as well. Absolutely. And I mentioned the Delta going north from New Orleans. And there was one day where we decided to – we were trying to follow the Mississippi, the river, uh, going north. And then we just sort of drove along tiny lanes and along something called a levee, which is a sort of raised yes. – um, track and um, it was very exciting some of the places we got to i mean real outback america mm. quite shocking the level of poverty and desolation that was mm, the, in places true. um and just driving on a little track there was a raccoon eating a dead armadillo wasn't there just at the side of the road mm. yeah. incredible yeah that just was you know and, we wouldn't uh, have got to see those no things, no they're that's not right. yeah. things you'd necessarily see yeah. just as no, tourists this was way away from the, the no, normal we, tourist routes and, and, and that's what we wanted for, same for the UK. Yeah, you know, yeah. I say, uh, yeah, we've been to Swindon and we've been mm. to Norwich mm. <laughs> and yeah. places that maybe been great. Well, people, we wouldn't get yeah, too maybe. excited about. Yeah. Well, I'm oh, excited about them. Absolutely. We've, we've seen, uh, yeah. we've been to places and yeah, we've seen places that we would have never yeah. been to been, see. And been while been we're great. there, we make the best of Yeah, we do try and avoid what I call the, hit, the hit and run, you know, where you arrive, play yeah. and then drive back home again. We try to avoid that where we can and stay for a couple of days. Mm. Um, and see what's best of the area. Yeah, look around a bit and, you know, mm. that sort of thing. That's how we try to do it. Mm. Yeah, Excellent. Okay, I normally uh, round up by asking people what they've got coming up, but obviously things are all a little bit different at the moment. <laughs> so just remind us the online um, stuff that you're putting out at the moment. Where yeah. can we find those? Well, we've got Skinner and Twitch's Pick and Mix Online Social Club, we're calling it. That's a bit wordy. But uh, if you if you Google that or if you're on Facebook, you just uh, put, put that in or go to the Skinner and Twitch Facebook 
page, okay. which is facebook.com forward slash Skinner Twitch, then you'll see that online social club. And right. what we're doing within that is a fortnightly sing-around, um, which begins this Sunday, Easter Sunday, from 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anybody wants to come along to a sing-around, then get in touch oh, with me. Oh, very welcome, yeah. And then we're going to get up up and running the other fortnight the other part of the fortnight so fortnightly also a showcase an artist showcase in which we'll ask um two or three artists whom we admire or whom and or we've played with to to do a showcase including ourselves and also look out for our online live session which we are running as well over the next over the next few weeks yeah and the the basic website is skinner and twitch.com that um has got lots of our videos and uh all sorts of things a shadow play and so on so love Excellent. to hear from people if they want to say hello that would be great we'd love to hear from people great okay guys thank you so much yeah thanks a lot yeah, i wish i wish everybody uh all the very best at this yeah. challenging and surreal time yeah. and Stay safe. Yeah, stay folks. well. We're going to yeah. get out of the other side. Absolutely, we'll get through it. And stay in touch as well, because like, I know, like you guys are, you know, a lot of artists put stuff out on social media and then kind of don't interact that much. But I know that you guys enjoy the, the interaction from people who are watching and listening to your stuff. Yeah, and you'll, you know, we you're certainly part do. Of the game, isn't it? To hear really? from people. We do. Cool. Thank okay. You. Thanks See a lot. Thanks, been lovely Rob. talking. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. See you next time on the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast. If you could subscribe to the podcast, share it, like it, comment on it, review it, tell all your friends about it, all of those things would be fantastic because the more that people do that, the more that new people get a chance to hear the podcast, join the community and enjoy the content that we're putting out. You can find me at robertlanemusic.co.uk and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Robert Lane Music. Please get in touch, let me know if you're enjoying the programmes and who you think I should talk to in the future. Thank you, till next time, goodbye.